Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, get your helmets on. Let's go, let's go. It's time to hear from some of the best high school football coaches in the area. It's the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores. I feel that chill, smell that fresh cut grass. Let's turn it over to Muskego Athletic Director Ryan McMillan. And the fans' high school insider... Big time, Mike McGivern. And the SSMER, Mesmer, Mesmer, best by far. The bishops are the best, the best of all the rest. Welcome back to the Varsity Place High School Football Coaches Show. You know, McMillan, I don't know my nieces and nephews' names, but I sure know the Mesmer fight songs, man. That's ingrained in your head, and you'll go to your grave with that one going. You're singing that whole thing. (laughs) Oh, man. Everywhere we go, all of them. You know, when you marry the captain of cheerleading, and I'm going to tell you what year, but back in the day, brother, and uh, since the day you graduated from that school over on 7th and Capitol, and uh, you've been holding hands with the same girl ever since. It's her birthday today, by the way. So I want to wish my wife, Terry. Yep. October 10th. Baby, happy birthday. I hope you're listening. Um, but there's something special about that building and that school and the people that come out of that building. And I'm so proud to be able to introduce people to our current electric superhero of the week. What makes someone a superhero? They can leap tall buildings in a single bound. No. Faster than a speeding bullet. No. More powerful than a locomotive. Absolutely not. Let us introduce you to what we believe superheroes are really about. It's time for the current electric superhero of the week. And she is a senior at Milwaukee Mesmer. She is a 3.978 student, National Honor Society. She has recently joined uh, Soldiers Angels. She's writing letters to veterans. Teen Advisory Board at Milwaukee Public Library. Volunteer at the library for art projects. She reads the children's and runs poetry contests. She was a volunteer. I don't know if she still is at Milwaukee Public Museum. She worked at the chocolate cart. And she volunteers at St. Ben's during the holidays. She is Madison Brown. And and as a proud Mesmer alumni, I'm so happy to introduce her as our current electric superhero of the week. Madison, how are you today? 
Good. How are you doing? I'm doing so well. I'm so proud of you. I just Thanks. am. And, and your mom and dad, you know, Dr. Jesse Brown and Sanjay, your mom, are they've done such a good job with you. And they're so proud of, of you as a, a true, you know, a true student and somebody who takes care of her business inside the classroom and in your community. Madison, can I ask you where your motivation for being such a good student, where did that come from? Uh, well, first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on your program today. It's You're true. welcome. But for my motivation, I have to say um, my mom and dad are really my motivation. For as long as I can remember, they've always stressed to me the importance of getting a quality education so that I can be a productive member of my community. They both have bachelor's and master's degrees, which requires sacrifice and hard work. My father also has a PhD, and these accomplishments inspire me to want to attend college and graduate. Oh, as you can see, education is extremely important in my family. Yes, it is. It's extremely important. I had um, I had a chance to talk uh, with Dr. Brown, your dad, for a while, and we realized that we're two peas in the pod. And we don't live that far apart, so him and I are going to get get coffee, and we are going to um, we're going to change the world together. Him and I, I can tell you that right now. I'm going to buy the coffee, and he better put two hours aside because I got a ton to talk to him about. But Madison, he's so proud of you. Um, you know, we had that conversation about our children, and and he he could not stop telling me. Uh, the good things about you as as a human being and some of the great things that he has to look forward to as you get get older. Um, there is a servant leadership heart that you have that I don't know. It may just be something that you you believe um, is just who you are. But there's not a lot of seniors in high school that do a lot of the things that you do: volunteering at the library, volunteering at the museum, writing letters to veterans to just say, hey, thank you for what you do, volunteering at St. Ben's. So the idea of the servant leadership heart, Madison, where do you think that, does that come from the same place um, where you, to be a good student is coming from? Uh, that's a really good question, but I'll have to say my servant leadership heart comes from my faith in Jesus Christ, of course, my Lord and Savior. This faith keeps me able to feel joy when circumstances are good and or bad. And these are the times that trusting and believing in the Lord always prove to be true because the Lord always keeps his word no matter what. The Lord has blessed me with some academic talent and other gifts, and I am truly grateful. So I want to honor him by using these gifts and talents to help others so that he does, to show that he does love us. Well, Miss Madison Brown, you have made somebody who's always been proud going to Messmer High School even prouder. That was, what, what a marvelous answer that was. And I thank you for that. And the people that listen to the show, because, you know, uh, there's a lot of Messmer people that listen to this show, believe it or not. And they will, they are standing up and applauding for you right now. That was a great answer. What, um, what are your thoughts on next year? I know that, you know, you want to go to college, and I have a pretty good idea that 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 you're thinking about maybe getting out of the Midwest and, and heading west, correct? You'd like to maybe uh, check out some schools um, in California, I believe. Yes, sir. I would love to. Is that just a dream of yours? Oh, well, hopefully I'll be able to achieve a degree in film and studies. 
because I really want to just create different forms of media to make people stop and think and then act in a better way towards themselves. <laughs> hey, Ryan, um, you know, and I've said this about a few of the superheroes, but you understand, Ryan, you better be nice to Madison Brown, right? Yes, this young lady is going to have a monumental impact in the world as she keeps going. It's uh, it's humbling to listen to. And we're going to have to be we're going to have to work for her one day. She's going to sign our checks is what I'm thinking. And I'll tell you what, Dr. Brown better be nice to her, too, because he might be working for her one day. And I, I'm just telling you, I, I loved her answer about servant leadership. You know, it, it for me, it's uh, for her to talk about her faith so openly on the radio and say, look, here's who I am. This is what I believe. And I'm a senior in high school. And, you know, Ryan, at that age, like I was worried, I was worried I'd get made fun of because of the socks I put on. You know, she doesn't. <laughs> she has no fear of that. She's going to get up on the mountaintop and talk about her faith. And that's where her servant leadership heart comes from. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. A strong strong advocate for what she believes in and she's believing in her core principles on you know one how to treat people what's right and her faith is guiding her and that there's nothing wrong with that because she's making the world a better place and we can all appreciate that you know um, madison the next time you run that poetry contest at the milwaukee uh library let me know like i man i'm a i'm a poet from way back oh really I am not. No, roses are red, oh. violets are blue. One of those kind of poets. <laughs> I've got. I got to be honest. I I am not. And any of the teachers that were around way back in the day are shaking their head at me right now, Madison. Because, you know what? I I couldn't carry your water when it comes to being the student that that you are. And and I just uh, I appreciate the fact that you're willing to come on and and highlight my alma mater. So so nicely. I'm really proud of you. And I look forward to meeting you in person one day. And I want to thank our friends at Colonel Electric. What will happen, Madison, is they're putting together a little gift pack for you with a t-shirt and some other things that, that Ray Hoffman and Shelley are doing over there. And I've given them your address. Um, they, I believe at 1115 today, up on their Facebook page um, for Colonel Electric, your picture and bio will go up. And, and I can tell you, if there's anything that you need from me, you've got my phone number now. We're, uh, I'm probably 10 minutes from, from where you and your mom and dad live. So if there's anything that I can do for you, let me know. And I know that the people at Current Electric are extremely proud of you. And the Mesmer family is very proud of you as well. I certainly will. Thank you. But do you mind if I say one last thing? You bet. No, we have time. You go ahead. I, I just really wanted to give a Huge shout out to all the phenomenal and dedicated, hardworking, and caring teachers and administrators that support and supportive staff at Mesmer High School. They are really perform performing miracles during these difficult times with remote teaching and learning. So, you guys are the best. Oh, that you know what? That is awesome. They are, and they always have been. I can tell you, Madison, that Father John Police actually married my wife Terry and I. And he was the principal at Mesmer when we were there back a long time ago. And most of my friends um, are Mesmer, Mesmer alum. You know, they're, they're, that's I hung out and, and I still hang out with them. Now, you'll, add out, you'll go to UCLA or USC and you'll do great work there. But the, the bonds that you have, have formed 
with the people for, at Mesmer, not only Mesmer High School, but Mesmer uh, Middle School and grade school that you went to, you will have for the rest of your life. Yeah, I definitely agree. Boy, thank you, Madison Brown. And, and please say hello to your mom and dad and, and tell Dr. Brown that uh, I'll buy the first cup of coffee, but he'll get the second, okay? I'm looking forward to telling him. He's looking forward to meeting up with you, too. That's awesome. She is Madison Brown. She is, again, our current electric superhero of the week. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, Brian Comiskey, head football coach at Sun Prairie. If you haven't heard Brian, man, tune in. Brian, does he doesn't hold any punches, and he'll let you know what it's like for him not to be on the sidelines, probably doing way too many chores at home when he should be coaching. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show on 1250 AM, The Fan. Mike McGivern, Ryan McMillan is my co-host. Ryan, my phone's blown up from our last guest, Miss Madison Brown. I'll just read a couple of my text messages. I am so proud to be a Mesmer alum right now. Madison is a real inspiration. How awesome is that? That's very cool. Very, very cool. It, uh, you don't get a lot of uh, uh, young students or young adolescents to come on your show and, and speak so fluently the way she did and so um, <laughs> with such conviction on where she is, what she's doing, how she's doing it, and who she's doing it for. Um, and it was refreshing. Yeah, it was. And and like Mitch said, you know, all of our superheroes, Mitch back at the studio, all of our superheroes have been great. But the, but Madison Brown, man, she brought it. She was prepared. She, and, you know, for a senior in high school who was on the radio, maybe for the first time, to say to me, hey, um, can I uh, can I say one more thing, please? You know, so, hey, look, man, don't don't hang up on me. I'm not done yet. I got one more thing I really want to get in because it's important for me to thank the administration and the teachers at Messmer High School. Man, you got to love that. Absolutely love, love it. it. And I, I think her her going out of her way to say thank you, that doesn't happen every day. And, you know, teaching, coaching, administrators, sometimes, you know, it's a thankless job. And it's, it's very cool when you hear a young lady like that give back to the community and just say say what she said. Yep, that's that's awesome. Hey, and you know what? And she was so open and honest. And that's I love the transition to our next coach because head coach at Sun Prairie, he he will tell you how he's feeling. I think I'd like to play cards with Brian Kaminsky because I think he he would let you know right away what kind of hand he had. Um, coach Kaminsky, how you doing, brother? I'm doing all right. How are you guys? Sounds like uh, I got a tough act to follow here. Congratulations, yeah. to the young person getting on the radio. That's awesome stuff. Man, our current electric superhero of the week for my alma mater, Milwaukee Mesmer, and, and Madison Brown, just, uh, you know what, great ambassador for her family and her school and the community here in Milwaukee. So I, I thank her for that. Hey, Brian, we're checking in with coaches uh, that should be coaching, should be on the sidelines right now, should not have to be doing all these chores at home, and just finding out where, you know, where their mindset is at right now. How are you doing right now? You know, it's all right. It's, it's crazy. Actually, I came down to the game field uh, today just to kind of do this little interview with you, and uh, it's tough. Seeing out here, we got a brand-new stadium. It's unbelievable. One of the top ones in the state. It sits here empty every Friday night, and it just uh, it breaks your heart. I think the hardest thing, right, is 
you teach and you coach, you love interacting with young kids, and uh, not to be able to do that here for the last seven, eight months is getting to be pretty tough. So, uh, you know, but you control the dash, you control what you control, and just try to find a way to get better. And then when that opportunity comes and presents itself, hopefully you're able to hit the ground running. But it's definitely a crazy time right now, and I hope everybody's safe. But, it's, uh, you know, it's great to watch Twitter and, and, and try to watch some of these games come up. And I was fortunate enough I went to a Mosquito Arrowhead game, and, you know, you walk in the stadium and, oh, man, you just get those chills like you're getting ready to play. <laughs> uh, it's crazy, you know, and it just makes you miss it all the more, all that much more. But uh, it is what it is right now. You handle it as best you can, and you, you try to move on. Hey, coach, what kind of team did you uh, did you expect to have this th- this year? If you were playing in the fall, you know, be- before everything happened, and when you looked at what you had coming back and you had coming up, um, how were you feeling about uh, the way this team would have uh, performed this year? Man, I, we were really excited about the football team. We have a, a bunch of kids that really grew as a grew as a, a person last year and as an athlete on the field and. They really showed in us making it to level three run and losing a close game with Madison Memorial. So I was excited the way we finished the year. And, you know, for the first time in a while, we're going to have four of our five offensive linemen back. We're going to have two Ooh. H-backs back. you got a quarterback that threw for 30 touchdowns and five picks, a couple receivers. you got a kicker punter going to Division One, And you flip the other side of the ball. And, of course, we're led by Isaac Cam, who's got all these power five offers. And then you got a linebacker's back. you got your two offers. we got a lot of kids coming back. Oh, man. You know, it, it, just, it, it is what it is. And, you know, I think the whole state's feeling a little bit of emptiness right now with probably not having a true state champion uh, in football this year. It's unfortunate, but, uh, you know, it, it's just, we're, we're buying our time to get on the field. And, you know, the WI gave each school uh, that wasn't that moved to the spring some contact days. That sounds, sounds, fingers are crossed, right? Fingers are crossed that administration's going to let us actually come out on October 19th and, and run a couple practices. So uh, that would be awesome just to be back with the kids and, and see how they're doing mentally and emotionally. Because I know, I, like I said, I got a sophomore and a freshman, and you know they just miss it. Right? Oh. They miss being being on the field every day. They miss competing, and they're working hard as best you can. But it's not the same as being underneath the lights on a Friday night. So we're just hoping the rest of the state that's doing it uh, does it well. And it sounds like it's going well in a number of places. I know it's a little crazy to picking up games, but uh, it's just great. Like I said, to follow Twitter on Friday night and see all these different scores rolling in. Hey uh, Ryan, if if you know. Uh, the administration has to get to to Brian by you know by soon if if they're if they're going to be able to get some contact days that start October nineteenth he's going to have to know uh, for sure a definite yes or no here in the next couple of days you would think right Ryan yeah you would hope so and I think the unique piece uh, with Brian's situation being in Dane County I think all of those school administrators are kind of being told from almost a state level even though it's a county but it's it's coming from a state level over there being that close to the capital on what they're going to do and what they're not going to do and hopefully there'll be some uh, leniency there granted to allow uh, Dane County to start exploring all the mitigation strategies that the rest of us are doing and, and get their kids back one in school but also on the field and and get going so i think uh i'm hoping uh maybe the big eight can pull a big 10 and come out next week and just tell us they're coming back to playing in the second <laughs> half of the year and away we go <laughs> yeah that'd be awesome there'd be a lot of diet pepsis on that day that's for sure so uh, <laughs> yeah, that that would be awesome uh you know i think that is what we're trying to work doing and being a dane county maybe you know it makes things a little bit tougher to get on the field but you know we're talking about putting our groups of cohorts of 10 like i'm sure everybody else had to do at the beginning and socially distancing and masking up and uh, just doing it the right way. And those are all the different protocols we're working through. And 
Uh, we're just trying to figure out if we can have a football in practice or if we can't. And uh, you know, but if we do it, we're going to trust. Uh, we're going to do it right, like everybody else is doing around the state, and, and do it as safe as you can. And just realize, you know, there's an unfortunate and inherent risk uh, due to this virus thing that everybody has, right? And that we can control the best of our ability, but we don't know how well we can control it. But uh, just getting back with the kids on the field would be just such a huge boost emotionally, not only for the kids but for the coaches, I think as well. And my wife will tell you that too. You know, once in a while, she's like, God, what's your problem today? You know, you're being so grumpy. It's like, man, I just miss. I'm not doing what I do, enjoy doing, doing dishes and laundry. That's not, that's not my first day in life. You know, I mean, yeah. come on now. I can't get, you know what you should say is I can't get this apron off. Get Take the apron <laughs> off me. I'm not doing that anymore. Hey, Brian, yeah, you guys yeah. in up in your area, you guys, they decided really early that we're shutting this thing down now. And... You know, I think maybe the first area in the state that did that, if I'm remembering correctly, um, even before the WI came out with any kind of options and stuff, you guys and and that area said we're not playing, correct? Yes, we. I think we were the first conference uh, really to come out and say, yep. I don't want to key, uh, put it out there, and then our conference put it out there. And, you know, to be honest with you, it was tough, but I was okay. Listen, I want to say okay in the fact that we knew what was going on. You know, I talked to some of the other head coaches around the state, and like, actually, BK, I'm, I'm kind of jealous because you now know what's happening with your program that you're you're pushing things on hold. And they also everybody else like, are we playing? Are we not? We are. No, we're not. And and so the, for that part, it was a little bit of a relief that we knew what we were doing. Not that we were happy that we weren't playing, but and then WI came out and said you can move to spring. So at, at least we knew what our timetable was versus being some of these schools that were like, are we going spring? Are we going fall? You know, I got some that have played both ends of the spectrum that have maybe started in the fall that are moving to spring. So uh, in that regard, uh, you know, I was glad at least we had a decision because it was, man, being a, being a, I can't imagine, hey, administrators, right, Ryan, you're making your money this year, that's for sure. I don't know about the other years, but this year you're making your money and uh, <laughs> trying to figure <laughs> everything out and, and going from there. But, uh, you know, same thing as coaches, as you're trying to figure things out, it seemed to change every other day and you're they're doing different meetings. I'm a part with the WFCA trying to figure out how to, how you do this best for student athletes and everybody involved. So it's just been a, a wild ride. It's a wild 2020, and hopefully we can uh, get this uh, this 2020 year done and over with as soon as we can and, and move on and, and do, get back to somewhat normal. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, Ryan, when, when you – when you talk to a guy like Brian, who, you know, he, you could talk to, I could talk to him for four hours about, about high school football and the benefits and how to build a program and how to get players ready to play and all of that. And when he, when they get it shut down early and now he's looking at the spring and his whole conference, he's got his schedule set. My fear is, are they going to, you know, as we get closer, are they going to adjust that? I don't think they can anymore i think this is as adjustable as they're going to be able to get um but my fear is the unknown you know you guys are playing right now so you know how you're dealing with this and when 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 you you talk to brian or i'm sure brian when he closed his eyes at night he i don't know if he's still 100 percent sure they're going to play yeah there's no doubt about that and that's where i think you know brian alluded to earning your money this year we we really felt that we had to dive in and work our tails off to get going now because if we didn't we just we didn't necessarily believe that we could get going later um especially as we roll into the winter now 
things continually change, but at the time we made the decision to, to take it on and, and read every research article and, and, you know, check out every single group across the nation and every guidance that was out there, you know, from the Aspen Institute to the WIA to CDC to you name it. And we were able to get going and we're, we're doing it, but I, I, I don't, and I don't, I don't want to speak for coach Kaminsky or anybody else, but I, I think there's also, a little bit of that in every in the back of everybody's mind are we really going to play football in the spring especially when the state of minnesota had the same plan and they said no nah, we're not doing this we're going we're going to play in the fall and we're going to get this thing started again so um you know if they get the opportunity and they're allowed to because brian i could tell you brian's not making the decision uh nor are any other the head coaches in that area of the state if they're allowed the opportunity, they'll make the most of it and they'll make it right. But it just you just got to wonder if they're going to be allowed the opportunity. Because I, I agree with both you guys where there's not any more adjustments to be made. The only other adjustment is just saying we're not going to have a football season this school year. Right. And so and I, I hope that doesn't part. happen. Right. Yeah, me too. Hey, Brian, how are your your kids are doing? Okay, I'm sure you're keeping an eye on 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 them and and how they you know their attitude and and you know what their psyche is like, correct? Yeah, we're doing the best we can. You know, that's that's one of the biggest challenges I think right now is kids' mental health. You know, we're they're used to seeing somebody uh, every day. Uh, you know, you got all sorts of different kids, uh, all sorts of different backgrounds and uh, economic backgrounds, and you, you just feel for those kids because it, it's it's hard to keep your tabs on them when they're not in school. Yep. You're not having practice. Um, you're trying to do, do Zoom meetings, which, oh, my gosh, I wish I, invent, I invested in that a year ago. Holy cow. I probably yeah. wouldn't even be talking to you. I'd be at a beach somewhere, right? It'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, I had no idea what Zoom was, and now that's our life. You know, the, oh my, that's all we do uh, in this area is do that. So the kids are kind of done with that, to be honest with you. But uh, we're doing the best we can to stay in touch with them. And, and like everybody else, we're hoping we get the spring season. That doesn't happen. We're not sure, but... I think one thing we do have is uh, I know when it gets closer, if we're able to do it, we're going to call people uh, like Ryan and, and Coach Krause at, at Muskego and, and different people around the state that were able to do it and do it right and figure out what they were able to, what made them successful. And so that will lead us uh, and hopefully to do it the right way as well. And You know, you just worry about the young kids. I That's what I worry about every night when I'm, I'm going to bed. I'm thinking, gosh, are these kids okay? And we're doing our best to make sure they are, but it's hard to, it's hard to tell, that's for sure. There's no hey, doubt. Co- hey, go go ahead, Ryan. Yeah, Coach, you alluded to getting back to school and that your kids are done with the whole Zoom thing and the virtual school. Have you guys gotten any guidance in your area of state or, or whatnot on bringing kids back to school face-to-face? I heard that uh, some prairie was bringing K2 back in December 1st or something like that. What's your guys' timeline that way? Yeah, K2, we're bringing, not bringing everybody back, but we were able to bring back some students on October 19th. That's why I think we're going to be able to do something on October 19th. Uh, we, we do, we have had some kids, you know, that are that have IEPs and stuff like that back in the building. Not very many of them, but uh, they're looking to expand that to, you know, we're looking to maybe have a couple hundred kids in the school, uh, starting up at the high school, and then, like I said, working some of those other kids that are having a, you know, that are having a hard time at home. Maybe they don't have uh, the technology or, or the support at home or, or whatever to kind of bring those kids back and, and hopefully help them through. So looking to start that October 19th. And then, uh, you know, we've been told we're, we're essentially going virtually at the high school until January 22nd right now, and then evaluate where we're at at that point in time. So we're just got our fingers crossed around here. 
uh, that uh, everything gets under control and that we can bring these kids back sooner rather than later. Man, I agree. Hey, guys, we have got to get to a break. Brian, thank you so much. Brian Kaminsky, the head coach at Sun Prairie. Uh, anything you need from us at this, uh, this side of the state, let me know. Hey, thank you, guys. I love talking to you guys. Your breath of fresh air and talking football is always good, and especially branching out uh, to different parts of the state. So thank you, guys. You guys do it right, and uh, we appreciate everything, and we'll talk soon. You got it. Take care, Brian. Coach. Thank you. We're going to get to a break, other side of the break. Our UW Credit Union Team of the Week. Uh, we'll talk to their head coach next. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. What team stood out from the rest? What team took their game to another level on the field, court, or in their community? Because these are my streets. Let's find out who is this week's UW Credit Union Team of the Week. UW Credit Union, for secure mobile banking that's easy to use. Join UW Credit Union. The name of the band is Tango Lines. It uh, supplies music for this for our UW Credit Union Team of the Week. And we went back and forth, and I'll tell you what, we had a lot of options this week. And Ryan McMillan and I went back and forth, and I, look, Tosa West is playing really well. And they're, they're maybe surprising guys like me a little bit. And, and all the things that have been going on in the Tosa community, the fact that they changed their the game time. They changed the location, and they went to Pewaukee and got a really good win. I think sealed the deal for us. And Andy Colstead, the head football coach at Tosa West, is joining us as our UW Credit Union Team of the Week is Wauwatosa West football. Coach, congratulations, man. What a difficult week this must have been for you. Oh, yeah, man. Exhausting. <laughs> exhausting is the accurate word uh you know I, I think from a player standpoint I think our kids they, they look at it and they got to stay home for a couple of days during the week for school and they got to practice outside the city of Wauwatosa and for them it was probably kind of a fun experience but you know being an adult in the situation and understanding the politics and all the deep issues that are surrounding why we're in this situation it just it, it really gets at you and when you're it, responsible for the well-being yes. of all those kids, man, it, uh, at some point you crack. So it's, it's good to come out on top last night for sure. You know, Andy, I, I live, you know, five minutes from Otosa West, and um, I had a helicopter over my house the other night from about 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. And my wife slept right through it. Now, thank God for, for, for that. I did not. And, I, you know, I was up, and there were things, a lot of things going on, um, you know, four blocks this way, two blocks to the west of us where we live. And it was nerve wracking, to be honest with you. It was very nerve wracking. And like you said, as adults, you know, we we see and hear and, and feel things a little bit different. I don't know how you as a staff, you guys as a staff could have kept these kids focused and get them to understand that, look, let us worry about all the noise out there. You guys focus on this football game. Let's do that. And when did you guys find out? When did you find out that the game was going to be, you know, switched location and time-wise? Yeah, I mean, it, it was quite a mess. We, um, 
we actually had a, an email come out to our staff, to our high school staff on Tuesday morning that said that we had an urgent meeting after school. So on Tuesday after school at 320, uh, we were informed that there was a big court case going down and the decision was going to be made on Wednesday morning. And because of the possible ramifications of that result, uh, we were going to go to virtual school on Thursday and Friday. And so, you know, we were supposed to start practice at 325. So 320 meeting, we find out we got no school. We also find out that there's no activities and no extracurricular meetings or gatherings at the facilities at Wauwatosa West High School or anywhere in Wauwatosa starting at noon on Wednesday. So I had our D coordinator take the defense for 20-minute meeting while we made some phone calls and just tried to get through about an hour and a half and, and make some decisions. And we were fortunate. Um, so we set up practice, actually, at Brookfield Central. We were supposed to practice at Brookfield Central on Wednesday night when they were done at 6.30 p.m. till 8.30 oh, p.m. And then we had to schedule a practice at Brook East on Thursday, none of the, none of the curfew or anything came out until the following day. So we made all these decisions, we set all this stuff up, and we got a plan in place that was ready to go. And then Wednesday, I think the the charges or the no charges came through right. on the, that court case. I want to say it was like maybe five p.m. So yeah, an hour four, and a half four, before four forty-five. Yep, yep. Yeah, so we find out at 4.45 p.m., an hour and 45 before we're supposed to be on the field, that we got a 7 p.m. curfew in Wauwatosa until Monday morning. And we're just like, oh, boy. So we couldn't practice on Wednesday night. Um, we had a player Zoom meeting and informed the kids of our, of our new plan. We stuck with our practice plan for Thursday because, you know, we were able to get it within the 7 p.m. curfew. We had to move our JV game up. So we had to go to Pewaukee and play there at four. And then, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm grateful the athletic administration that we have at Wauwatosa West really had a sense of urgency. And they were willing to listen and, and, and call around and, and figure this thing out. And I'm also grateful for Pewaukee High School for working with us. So, yeah, we had to, we had to beat curfew. So we got home last night, <laughs> actually got off the bus at Brookfield East High School because we can't gather in Tosa and uh, got in all of our cars and, and tried to make it home by curfew. So, Ryan, you know, these the last, you know, when, when, when you were coaching, when I was coaching basketball, you know, the problems that we had to deal with was, okay, who, who's got the Gatorade? Who's, weren't you supposed to get the Gatorade? No, you're getting the Gatorade or whatever. And now listen to the things that this staff and this community and this school had to deal with just to be able to go out and get a win, and they beat it. A really well-coached Pewaukee team. The game itself, I'm looking at at the uh, the stats here. Um, it was 14-14 at half. It, uh, you know, it, the game came down to a 90-yard uh, touchdown run by uh, Simon Doyle with seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter for Toast West to get the win. But Ryan McMillan, we, you know, that's the stuff that we we thought was a big deal two years ago. You know, who, who's picking up who and who's got the Gatorade? And now it's, we got to figure out how to get our practice in so we can get home before curfew. Yeah, I give Coach a lot of credit because, I mean, very rarely do any coaches ever have to deal with this. And I'm just trying to think through all of the years of being involved in what what could I relate this to, at least even on a fraction. And I think the closest thing I could come up with is, 
in one of our high schools, we had a gas leak one time, and they told everyone <laughs> they got to get out of the building and can't access anything. And obviously, if you can't get in your locker room, you can't get your pads and stuff. And so, but that that's just so minuscule compared to the social um, social pressures and social justice movements and things that are out there, and and just that that basic need, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs of, of feeling safety um, and, and not knowing, you know, all of a sudden you got to be at home at seven and, and you talking about the helicopter over your house, just thinking about those kids who are in different parts of the city who may have been closer to the action uh, and just navigating and managing all of that. And, and as a coach, you know, co- I'm sure coach had to, has had to talk about numerous different issues and try to help their kids process each each of the happenings in their community and and yeah. to put all that aside to play high school football and then find a way to win uh that, that's powerful andy um yeah. if you could respond to that please yeah i mean it comes down to why we're in this profession i mean last march when covid 19 hit i think every coach got a gut check and got reminded that we're in this for more than just the game itself. I mean, it's great. I love coaching X's and O's and scheming on offense and scheming on defense. But at the end of the day, this is about a bunch of kids that are at a point in their lives where they're searching for themselves and they're trying to find out who they are and what their strength is and being a part of a team and a brotherhood and fighting together towards a common goal. And when we found out all this stuff was going down, there was no doubt in any of our minds that we were going to make this work for those guys. And you got a senior class that all spring was wondering if they were going to have football. You had a senior class that missed all of the summer workouts in June. You had a senior class that starting on July 1st had to wear a mask every single place they went. They couldn't work out with their buddies. They had to be one to a rack. I mean, all the guidelines we've had to follow um, with COVID alone, has really put us in a tough situation. And and then you throw on the social injustice. And and our demographic in Wauwatosa, man, you get emotional about it because there's just so many different people from so many different places. And it strikes a chord so different in every background and where these kids come from. And that's why we love this team. And that's why we were willing to do whatever it would take to give them another opportunity to just be in a battle for 48 minutes. Hey, and you know what? And we could talk about all that that stuff for for two hours. And and I, I look as our UW Credit Union Team of the Week. I, we couldn't have had a better choice. Can you let's talk for a minute about this this team? And it, are they surprising you at all? Or did you know coming in that? You had this three-headed monster in the backfield that, you know, I mean, you guys rushed for, I don't know, 300 and some, over 300 yards last night. You rushed for four touchdowns. You got some guys that are putting up big numbers. You're not throwing the ball much. In fact, you didn't throw it, I don't think, at all last night. And you're just pounding teams. Did you have a good idea coming in this year that you had a chance to have this kind of success? I I think we all knew that the moral character of our older kids was really strong. I think every coach, if they're in it long enough, they start to realize, and they can just feel it. They can feel it in the locker room. They can feel it when they talk to the team. You, you just look in the kids' eyes. You see the buy-in. You see the commitment. You see the investment. And they're just with you. Yeah. And 
you know, it, it's it's one of those things where as a program, we haven't, the only thing that we've done is we've rearranged the coaching staff a little bit and we tweaked what we were doing on offense and went to a system and, and our kids have really relished in it. Um, our coaches have done a great job. We've built a really positive dynamic in our coach's office and I think it's bleeding into our players, but yeah, man, I mean, we've been working hard in the weight room for years. Matt Good did a great job um, years ago getting these kids working hard. And so it's just a matter of we're, we're fortunate to have kids that are bought in. We're fortunate to have coaches and, and, and younger kids also that are committed to what we're doing and they're fighting for each other. And if any football program can get that, they're going to be in a great place. Hey, Andy, I'll tell you, last week our, uh, it was Tosa East. Because they got a, a really nice win this week. It's Tosa West. Well, I will reach out to you next week alongside uh, Chris Kavadovic, who's a sales rep that handles UW Credit Union. We have a beautiful trophy we want to drop off when it's available for us for you, for, for us to come to our Tosa West. The beginning of one of your practices, hopefully next week, and hand this off. And thank you so much for coming on. Short notice, um, our UW Credit Union Team of the Week is the Wauwatosa West high school football team. Andy, congrats, and, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Appreciate it, guys. Humbled, humbled and grateful at the at the opportunity here. Hey, get some rest this weekend, brother. What a, what a rough week it was. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, Ryan, and, Ryan McMillan and I will wrap this show up. It's been a good one. It's a Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show on 1250 AM. The Fan, as always, presented by our friends at your local pick-and-save stores. Man, Ryan McMillan, this uh, two couple hours went really quick, didn't it? Yeah, it was a fast show. It was a good show. Yeah, it was a really good show. And, man, when you talk to guys like Brian Kaminsky and uh, Brian Fletcher and Patrick Wagner... You know, these guys are, man, they're struggling right now. They want to get on the sidelines. And I know that, you know, they're they're coming out and they got a good face on for, for radio at this point. Hey, our kids are doing great. We're doing fine. But, man, that would be a really difficult place, I think. At least it, it was me that I'm so used to doing this and I've done it for a long time. And especially when you talk to Brian Kaminsky, he goes, hey, we were loaded. We got We got all of them coming back, you know, that kind of stuff. That's a difficult place, and, and he was hoping to be playing right now, but I think he's he's putting his uh, his adult you know hat on, saying, well, it is what it is, and we'll deal with it. Yeah, that's probably the most frustrating um, piece is you just don't know what opportunity may have been lost. And, it, it, you know, it sounds like Coach Kaminsky had a great squad coming, and uh, yeah. they were going to have a lot of success, a lot of fun, and those type of things. And those those seasons don't always come around. I mean, you think they do when you're in it, but it's it's not going to always last forever. And I can tell you, our 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 track programs, in particular at Muskego last spring, really felt some hard pain when when the plug got pulled on them and and they didn't have an opportunity to compete because I think they felt really really good about themselves and. And what they were gonna uh, accomplish, and what they were working for, and that whole delayed gratification, and selling that message to your student athletes: do this, do this, do this. Trust me, it's gonna work out for us in the end. And then it doesn't, and that's a that's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, that's a really tough pill to 
Swallow, hey, by the way, um, you know, we you made a comment why we're so good together as uh, co-hosts because you're the public guy and I'm the private guy. One day I'll give you my why because my why is a little different than yours. I think when I'm on the private side than you're on the public side. So we'll uh, we'll have that discussion. Maybe we'll have it. Maybe we'll have it on the air. I don't know. I am wondering <laughs> your feeling about about all that because it. You know, I'm always open to having that discussion. But again, I've always been a private school coach. Everywhere I've coached has been on, on the private side. I don't, and you're probably, every place you've been has been on the public side, correct? Correct, absolutely. Man, maybe we better put a full hour together for that one. <laughs> Might sell tickets to that. A couple of Irish boys arguing about private to, to public education. Hey, I'll tell you what, I got to give Andy... Uh, over at Tosa West, all the credit in the world. I didn't realize about the practice stuff that those guys went through. And, man, oh, man, what a rough week for them. Yeah, and, and we had a little bit of an idea down in our, our circles um, in the class gate and whatnot, obviously, with Catholic Memorial was affected by Tosa East right. um, not being able to pull off what Tosa West pulled off. So then they had a midweek have to make a schedule change to jump to the fall. So it's, it's interesting how it all shakes out. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, have a good weekend. What do you got going today? Uh, today we got a little uh, volleyball, and then I think uh, myself and the girls might go test the waters at public skate for the first time. So we're going to get on the ice and see what happens. There you go. I am going to officiate a wedding here this afternoon. Um, Alex and Dana, I'm looking forward to coming out and celebrating your day with you here in a few hours and that should be a perfect day for an outdoor wedding absolutely ryan mcmillan thank you very much mitch back in the studio well done today young man you did well uh this is the varsity blitz high school football coaches show presented by your local pick and save stores on 1250 am the fan We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.